Welcome back to the Duke Shades Live podcast, which is two people spreading bullshit opinions to those that choose to listen. That's right, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one you came up with. <laughs> no. Put on the spot, alright, I don't remember. <laughs> you had a big night, big night tonight. I did. Uh, yeah, unlucky uh, game. It's just, just lost our basketball grand final, unfortunately, but... He's not salty. It is what it is. I mean, I couldn't have done much more. So, I mean, I played to the best of my ability. I showed up, so. Uh, so that's like a perfect segue into first thing I, I, I said to you after the game was, like, you, if, as long as you're proud of your performance, like, although the end result's not what you wanted. I mean, I can't I can't be upset with my performance because I played well. So. Yeah. It, it takes away from a little bit from the disappointment in the result. So yeah. if if we lost, but I played like absolute ass, I would be just so much more. You wouldn't be sitting here right now. No, I'd be I'd be just pissed off and, and not in, not in the mood. So I yeah. think that um I think that it, I, I'm glad that I played pretty decent. So. Mm. Um, yeah. but still just unfortunate result, which is, yeah. is what it is. And I think as well, we do need to apologize that episode wasn't out yesterday. Um, it has been a fucking big weekend. Happy birthday, Josh. Yes. Thank you. 21 years old. 21 years young. And we'll say that, all right? Yeah. Even though I feel old. Knees <laughs> are starting to go already. I've already, I've already, um, I asked quite a few people for wheelchairs for my presence, and I got none. So I'm, I'm feeling That's a bit butthurt. Disappointing. Yeah, I'm a bit butthurt about it, to be honest. So. You told them what you wanted. I, I needed the support. Right? <laughs> it's either that or crutches. All right. I can't be walking around these days. All right, here, here, another got a spare pair. I've, I've actually got like two pairs at home because I've rolled my ankle that many times. So I've, <laughs> I can't ask for crutches. That's why I wanted the wheelchair. Right? Yeah. A little bit easier. Mm-hmm. What's been happening this week in the world of music? Um, Metro booming just dropped. Yeah, it looks like I watched the um the intro or the the teaser mm. for it. A full comic book movie it looked sick, bro. I literally was like, "Holy shit, this is so cool!" And I feel like Metro is kind of the perfect perfect person to exemplify like creative freedom. Like he's a producer. Yeah, he gets like like. I feel like obviously he collaborates with people, mm. but like to a certain extent, like I feel like it's kind of like Kanye and he used to do his beats. Like, if you've watched a Kanye documentary, he used to just lock himself into in his room and just do his own thing. Yeah. And which is. <laughs> let's, find... let's not get into Kanye. I find him <laughs> such a. I find him, I find him such a talented artist and the way he came up being a producer. Hmm is a lot different to so many other artists. And, yeah. And it, it's very impressive, to be honest, but we're, we're going to talk about it now. I mean, <laughs> we, we've already started, so... I think I, I have no idea what what's going on with him, but I think he's just... I think he's just in a tough place at the moment. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna demonize him or anything like that because I think that his mental health is really in a fragile state. Yeah, and I, I think that everyone else demonizing him at the moment is really 
not really helping them yeah helping it at all and i think it goes back to the thing you can't judge a person on their worst moments if they admit it was their worst moment and show that they do recognize that they may have made a mistake backpedal on that sort of hasn't but i think that the problem is that he's got such a large voice and audience that everything he says is amplified to a maximum extent Mm. so it's like any sort of artist or anything like that they've got to walk on eggshells wherever they go whatever they say it's just you got to be careful you don't offend this person don't offend that but i think that it's partly to do with his amplified reach um and he's always been a controversial artist i think so um i think he's just gone off I'm not going to say off the rails, but... He's taken a detour. Yeah. He's kind of at a crossroads. I mean, he's gone through a divorce and lost... Basically lost his kids, like the right to see his kids, yeah. which would throw anyone in a fit, in a fit, yeah. and just, you know... Uh, there's a lot of... There's a ridiculous figure of divorces that happen these days. Like, it's over 50%, like... I think it's sixty plus percent yeah. of marriages these days end in a divorce. In a, in a divorce, so which is ridiculous compared to you know back, back in, the, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, my my grandparents that were just up for my twenty first. I think they were celebrating their sixty something wedding anniversary. That's crazy. And. You do not see that these days at no. all. No, um, and I did see uh, an opinion online. I don't know where. I don't know whose it was. Can't give credit. I'm sorry, but um, it was centered around the fact that back in the day, you didn't have social media. You didn't have the same kind of view and be able to view people in the same way you could. Whether that I'm be sorry. now expect like idolizing a certain type of person mm. through celebrities and um public figures and things like that yeah. and also seeing what like the grass being greener on the other side 100 i mean i think that it's so much easier to drift yeah. from your partner because there's so many options i'm gonna say yeah because you can see so many more people yeah when when there's no social media or anything like that you see celebrities on the tv and you're like, wow, that would be great, you know? Mm. And you see the people around in your circle in your hometown and, you know, around your workplace and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's not much else back in the day. It's just a little bit of a circle. But these days you can just scroll on Instagram. Wow, she's hot. Oh, she lives mm. She lives 30 k's away. She's bad. <laughs> She's in the Gold Coast. Okay. I mean, I can message her on Instagram. Like, I don't need to meet her mm. or anything, like, in public. And I um, think that's part of it, too, is you can hide behind a screen. 100%. And it's the ease and convenience of doing it sometimes that makes people fall into that trap of making a mistake, which, you know, if you didn't have the opportunity, you may, might not have made that same decision. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that humans are a lot of, uh, are very much an opportunistic yeah yeah you know yeah. it's I, I think that a lot of people act on opportunity yeah and take away the opportunity and there's no acting on it it's as simple as that like 
Yeah. I think acting on opportunity isn't always a bad thing, though. No, it's a, it's a bit double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, it's it's like a lot of things, but at the same time, there's a, there's always going to be positives and negatives to everything. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't demonize it because yeah, opportunity is opportunity. Mm. No, I think yeah, we've both seen you've seen it more firsthand than me, but the way relationships change over time. Yeah, um, and also there is kind of, in a sense, a weird beauty to that because they can either evolve to uh, for the better or for the worse. And yeah, it's it's pretty simple on that end because I mean it's you're either gonna go cl- uh, grow closer or drift further away. Yeah, and there's not. I mean, it can be stagnant, but most of the time it's either heading one way or the other. Yeah. Just in different speeds. Yeah. And I feel like as well, in terms of what I've seen recently with people around me and their relationship drama is the effect it's having on their children. And me still being a kid myself, like, but I've seen it go one way where... Kid, but legally adult, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, you know, the kid can... um, comprehend what's going on and move forward in a way that actually makes them more mature and opens up them to the real world sooner and they which is a positive and a negative the double edged thing again <laughs> always yeah. and then also the negative of um becoming more reclusive mm. and losing part of that family connection because the family unit has changed and yeah may have changed forever i mean if one of the parents has done something, let's say, bad in one parent's eyes. So mm. say that the mother or the father's cheated on the mum and the mum is, more often than not, is going to vent to the kids, yeah. which is, which is <laughs> depends on the age group. Um, I mean, actually, I think that it affects them every single time yeah um and it's not really fair on the kids um but i think that it's it's just a tough situation Mm. for any sort of relationship and family unit because it puts so much stress on all ends yeah not just the parents it's just gonna it's no matter how hard you try, it's going to wash off onto the kids because mm. they're going to see, oh, mum and dad are arguing because, you know, that cheated on mum and whatever. Yeah. And it's going to give them the subconscious, you know, thoughts on, oh, maybe this is how a relationship is. You know, maybe that's just normal, which mm. it is. Like, yeah. arguing, you're always going to argue. Yeah, relationships aren't easy. But it, you, you also want to, you know, not have that all the time. And if they're arguing all the time and they see that, it's it's yeah. going to... Yeah. I, I think one thing that I wish I learned from an earlier age is that conflict is normal. Conflict's actually a good thing. And you need to understand the way you deal with it, whether you yeah. avoid it, whether you reach into it, whether you're a mediator... And 
understand how you like to deal with it and how the people around you like to deal with it. And if you're in a relationship and a good relationship, you need to know how your partner yeah. deals with it and accept that. Yeah. Because in when I'm in a relationship and we have an argument, I'm not going to deal with it in, like straight away. Yeah. I'm going to let myself calm down. So I'm not going to say something stupid. Yeah. And come back to it in, in a more level head, level mind, uh, level, uh, come back level headed. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, and not turn it into a yelling match that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and my past relationship, um, she wanted to deal with it straight away and she wouldn't let me leave until it was dealt with. And it put so much stress on me mm. because I couldn't deal with it there because I knew that I was just going to, it was just going to end badly anyway. Yeah. Like, and, and you're forced into making a decision that you're not entirely comfortable with. Well, you don't think rationally when you're yeah. angry or, or upset. Like it's just as simple as that. Yeah. So you, you need a, you need time to think about it, calm down and, you know, just come back and revisit it when you've had time to think and and it's not personal and this is this is coming from me this is my situation like there's i find that women want to deal with it in the moment um more often than men i think yeah. men want to sort of escape the situation a little bit and then it's sort of my situation but that's coming from my opinion on on it but i'm not saying it's factual but <laughs> it's that's where i think the, the difference lies. Well, rhetorical question here, but is that toxic masculinity and guys being more reclusive? Depends how you view it. Yeah. But um, I think one thing in relationships that I've dealt with, I need to be careful around my words because I work for Services Australia. It's basically social security stuff, social security payments for the government. Um, I work in families and parenting area and I've seen a lot of, I've, well, I haven't seen it but I've had a lot of interesting discussions about very, very, very negative things with relationships. And um, I think one thing is the one thing that keeps coming back to me about all the instances I've had is it like some people you need to know it's okay to feel like you've made a mistake in a relationship. It's okay to realize that you may not have made the right decision and it's time to make a change but you also need to be able to admit that and work on it. Yeah. Which is also the hardest thing to do. Especially if there's elements of manipulation and things like yeah. that. Yeah. 100%. Which makes it a hundred times harder. Yeah, 100%. And to anyone, like, if you guys don't know, um, if you ever interact with anyone that's gone through family domestic violence, never call them a victim. Always call them a survivor because you need to appreciate what they've gone through mm. and the hurdles they've ever overcome. Regardless of whether that be big or small, when you're in a situation where you can't see a way out, you like I guarantee you have gone through something like this in your life. It might not have been a relationship. You've gone through a situation where you can't see a way out and you've managed to find one and it's an incredibly good feeling it's once good it's feeling, resolved. And it's also in, like it's kudos to them. Yeah. Like, because they've they've overcome something and most of the time, come out better on the other side. So yeah. they've improved themselves and, you know, have learnt from it, which is what you want. Like, yeah. 
And I think... Even though how terrible it is, you know. Yeah, and regardless, whoever needs to hear this, what situation you're in, if you can't see a way out, you'd be surprised by if you find the right person to ask for advice, they may be able to help you view things in a different perspective that you may not have seen. Mm. And it's okay not to see a way out. It's okay to be stuck in a situation and be completely lost. Yeah. I mean, I, I always find when I'm stuck in a situation or... I feel like I'm trapped or something along those lines. I like to talk and it's, it's the hardest thing to do, Yeah, but it, it does help. Yeah. And you got to talk to the right person that you trust and not a lot of people have that. I think the biggest thing about talking is you need to know that there's no judgment because when you're going through a difficult situation, you're probably going to have a hot take. A yeah. very hot take. Yeah. And like, I know anything I say to you in a difficult situation, you're not going to say, you're not going to judge me. You're no. going to say, okay, let's, let's hold your horses, buddy. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Well, I think that if you're talking to someone that you trust, you're going to, they're going to come into it with a level head mm-hmm. where, where most of the time I'm using you as an example. Um, you're going to come to me, you know, a bit distraught and, you know, in, in the middle of the situation, like, yeah, you know, where your head's going everywhere and I'm going to be the one who's going to be like, okay, let's, let's chill out. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about this and think about this in a rational sense. And I think that's sort of what is needed most of the time mm. because that rational side is going to, most of the time benefit the situation more than not. Yeah. So I think that when, when someone is able to be rational and actually has a bit of a brain on them, it isn't, you know, anyone's capable of being rational. You just need to put yourself in a position where you're more likely to make a positive decision. Yeah. And that's like, you need to learn as well. It's difficult because the only way to learn it is by fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then you've got to find someone else who's been through it and it's just a chain effect because you got to go through it and then you got to talk to someone that's already been through it and then learn from them and then someone's going to come to you with that mm. and then you've got to be able to, you know, it's... Yeah, it's just it's never, make, never make the same mistake twice. No. I like, that's honestly probably my favourite saying. I don't, I don't know if I heard it somewhere or I came up with it. Honestly, I think, couldn't tell you. I think you. that many people have said that. But I know. It's okay. But I can't remember where I've heard it, but it's just like it's always kind of been a saying mm. for me. It's just never make the same mistake twice. Unless and, I'm passing the ball across court. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get just done. It makes it every week. <laughs> makes the same mistake every week. Um, but I think that it's. You want to keep it to not making the same mistake twice, but if you make this mistake twice you just got to be able to yeah not make it the third time you know yeah, but yeah. but also you don't want to be like oh no oh, i've made it this other time oh sorry let's just not make it the fourth time you got to take it seriously because well, it, also it's going to start to seriously negatively affect your relationships with people 100 percent. because people will 100 percent lose trust in you because yeah. if you make the same mistake twice if you make a mistake sorry own up to it show accountability like, people really, most of the time, unless it's something 
life-changing, they're not going to care. You're going to get forgiveness. Yeah. If they care about you, you'll get forgiveness. And once you lose that trust in someone, it's very, very difficult. It's very difficult slash impossible to get back realistically. Yeah. Because once that trust is gone, it's, it's gone. Yeah. And, uh, you, one of those things you just can't, if you have moral, like in my morals, I just, once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. And, it's it's one of those things that is just so hard to forgive once it's like the trust is gone. Mm. Yeah. Well, going back to then relationships and social media, mm. how do you feel about people going through each other's phones in today's day and age when it's kind of an invasion of privacy, but at the same time, it's so easy to hide a complete other side of yourself behind a screen. 100%. I think that realistically, you shouldn't have to go through someone's phone if you have the trust. Yeah. I, I'm but, the opinion there. But if you're feeling... If you've got the feelings of, oh, acting a bit off. Yeah. I feel like you should have the ability to go through the phone. And, and I, I feel like that's in, that's in moderation because you yeah, can't be I'm asking every week to no, go through someone's no, phone. No, no, no. But it's... But I feel like you should have the ability, but you should be able to trust them to an extent where, that you, where you don't need to. Yeah. Um, but what's your opinion? Like... I feel like it's kind of something that you should, like, I, if it was me, I would only accept during the beginning of a relationship unless there was a major change. Like, once you, because the most difficult part of relationships is always a start. Yeah, because they're in the, the honeymoon stage. That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. yeah, and then transitioning out of that when you're... Comfortable with them. And I feel like once someone's comfortable in a relationship, that's where the true... Yeah, and once you, you comes out, once you lose your honeymoon, you, your honeymoon phase, you become a lot more insecure. Mm. Like you second guess a lot of things, and you kind of don't take notice of people's flaws, whether that be, you know, like them constantly, like you know, people just turn your phone away from you when they're texting someone. Mm. Like it might not, you might not notice it for the first three yeah. months, and then yeah. all of a sudden you. Get super self-conscious about it. Yeah. And overthinkers. <laughs> Me. Hands up. Let's go. Um, it's a vicious, vicious thing once you get that insecurity because you, it's all you think about. Yeah. It's and, just cycle. And then it need like, if you don't get it out, it becomes toxic and it comes out in a toxic way instead of immediately just going, okay, Let's talk about this now before it becomes a thing. And then you can ask them. Yeah, I think that comes from a place of self-confidence too. Yeah. Like knowing your worth. 100%. And, 100%. And saying, hey, like, you know, like if I value my time and stuff, I'm questioning whether you're using my time in effect effectively. Yeah. Like if it's coming from that place rather than I want to know what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not coming from a controlling sense. Yeah, it's coming from a 
I know my self-worth and if I'm getting messed around here, I prefer to put my time and effort into someone or something else that's going to benefit me way more than you right now. Or yourself, king or queen. Yes. Shout out doing his best thing. <laughs> like, I think uh, one of our best mates, the perfect example. Beginning of the year, I, had a, I, had a talk, I was talking to him earlier and beginning of the year, he was, you know, moving in with this person, very, very happy, completely different outlook on life. And then that drastically changed mm. and I am so proud of him for committing to working on himself and bettering himself it's been a process because I was there f- the whole <laughs> way through um, I've seen the honeymoon phase at the end yeah, yeah. more than anything um, but he's he's done extremely well and I think that he's become a much better person from it and I think it's given him a realistic look on life and relationships mm. Um, and I don't think he had that before. Um, and I feel like he's going to be, he's going to go into his next relationship with a lot more of a open mindset and well, open as in self-worth, know what to sort of, we just dropped names. (laughs) I don't think we wanted to do that. Oh, well, what do you mean? Well, you dropped his name. Yeah, but... I know. I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um. We can we can edit that out. <laughs> um. But I think that he. I think that his next relationship is going to be. A lot more of a healthy one. Um, yeah. Because he's gonna come into it with a lot more. Uh, experience, and. A much broader mindset broader mindset and you know better understanding of what can happen in relationships so yeah he's got that experience now yeah um where that was where i came in when i got rid of my first relationship it was a major major learning curve and mm. that almost lasts for two years and it was off and on, off and on, off and on, off and on. It was extremely toxic. And I feel like going into my second relationship, I went into it with such a different mindset. Mm. And I didn't I didn't have the same, you know, in my first relationship, we were both petty as each other. We were, we were jealous and it was just a... Yeah, whole just, thing just feeds off each other yeah. one trying to outdo yeah and it just turns so toxic yeah. and I feel like my second relationship was so much better I mean obviously not perfect since it ended but <laughs> um, I feel like I went into that relationship with such a different outlook and a much more grown up um, attitude and obviously, well, she was a bit older than me, um, so she sort of kept me in check as well, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we both kept each other in check. We, it was, it was a completely different sort of relationship to my first. Yeah, but it was actually healthy communication. In a way, yeah. Uh, I mean, until the end of the relationship, it wasn't. But <laughs> that the yeah. whole way through, it was healthy communication. But yeah, I think that's. That's something that 
like you know communication skill is something that changes drastically throughout the stages of your life you're in 100 mm, percent. um and you learn so much and also like if i look back to high school good communicator in high school is not going to be a good communicator in a workplace no no i mean all the the popular kids and all that sort of stuff that would always chat would always chat well, I I wouldn't I I don't want to stereotype all popular kids. Well, I'm I'm not saying that either. I mean, I, I mean that was a stereotype, but yeah. Um, I feel like most of the time. I mean, it, it depends on the circumstance. No, but, but we you can all pick a handful of people that yeah. you just know. The first thing they do when they get into a room together isn't actually have a meaningful conversation. It's just no. chat shit about other people. Hundred percent. And those communications are. Of no value. Yeah. Of no value at all. Um, it, it's really, really limiting. Yeah. And you, you get into a workplace or the real lo- uh, the real world, and if you're chatting like that outside of high school, you're not going to keep friends. Yeah. Meaningful friends. I'm, that's I'll say that. Meaningful friends are... Like, the real your real friends are different to the ones that are just sort of, you know... Yeah. I think the biggest communication skill I've learned that's helped me in the workplace is taking feedback in a positive light, Mm. but also being comfortable giving people feedback. And that's something I had to do this week to one of my leaders. Mm. And it's something that I was very, very hesitant about, but it actually... Especially with someone higher up. Yeah. Uh, But I I realize now that I should have done it earlier because it's actually easier. Mm. Get it out of your hair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's any sort of thing, being able to give someone feedback and say, hey, this is an issue for me. This is why X, Y, Z. If you can just... <coughs> um, sorry. If you, can, if you can justify it and say, you know, this is why I'm feeling this way. This is the effect it's having on me. Mm. And show a workable solution and actually give meaningful feedback, not just yeah. saying, I hate the way you do this. Yeah. And a good leader or higher up will be able to take the feedback. And, and kudos to the people around me at work. Like, they are not given an easy job with statistics and stuff like that, no. but they do the best they can, and that's been showed this week to me. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that are in very difficult jobs, and it, most of them are pretty, you know, stressful. So, I mean, you've got a lot on your plate and you're doing the best you can. That's all you can do, realistically. But you can also, if you if you get feedback, you should be able to take it on and improve at, I, in, the same, in the same breath. I'm going to do some research for the next episode, but I'm just wondering if there's a link between, like, people that have good communication skills being highly successful within a business field Mm. within their field of business and also having more successful personal relationships like how important is communication in work and personal oh extremely i mean if you don't have good communication skills in a relationship it's not gonna last simple as that and if you don't have good communication skills you're gonna limit yourself heavily in how far you can progress yep and if you can't commu- well i mean you if you can't communicate in in a workplace you're not you're not going to go anywhere yeah and it's 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 a skill that you can improve on yeah and that's the thing so you're not limited to just being uh, just a shit kicker 
because yeah. you can improve on it, but you've got to you've got to commit to doing it yourself. Yeah, and you're the only one who can improve on it. You can't, you know, just magically be oh, yeah, magically just be fucking <laughs> the greatest communicator of all time. You know, so I think that. <sighs> I'm going to go back um, to your your leaders um, because I've experienced, um, I'm going to say it, not all leaders and higher-ups are good communicators Yeah, because I've experienced many managers that I've had being the worst communicators I've ever experienced. Yeah. Like I'm coming into it with a with an open sort of mindset and trying to communicate where I'm at and they just shut you down and go back to what they were doing and not improve at all. Because one, they don't want to take the feedback and two, they don't want to communicate back to you and say, okay, well, this is how we can fix it. This is how we can improve. This is how yada, yada, yada. They were just, just go. It's... The, it's just saying the main yes thing, to shut you up. Yeah. The main thing is ego. Yeah. In the workplace. If you have a big ego, it's not going to work. Yeah. But I mean, it's also, if you have an ego outside of work and you change it in work, it can work. Yeah. That's a lot of works in a sentence, but... Um, it works. It works. Uh, but if you can change your ego to be different in the workplace um you'll become a lot more and but i think as well also being somebody that's providing feedback upwards and this is also works in relationships is if just like if you're not happy with the outcome sometimes it's nothing you said but what the feedback you're providing isn't actually applicable whether that be because it's not actually relevant it's just relevant in your eyes or it's just not possible Mm. like sometimes it would be great to you know be able to give everyone a ten dollar pay rise yeah but but it's just not possible especially if you're financial like the business financials if you're a small business and your business financials are just not capable of doing that it's just not yeah i think like taking like you need to take into consideration why people have the response they have and it's but that comes down back to communication if yeah. you are able to communicate that to yeah. the person that's coming to you then it's a vastly different to someone that's just going to say no yeah and respectfully explain and educate them on the procedures and stuff like that yeah. and, but that also goes back to relationships mm. like if your partner's making asking you to make an unreasonable change you need to have the self-confidence in yourself king to go king and queen all right let's 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 not be sexist here and everything in between yeah that kind of rhymes (laughs) um but like you know say actually no that doesn't work for me like this is why this is like if that's an issue let's try this and compromise is that wonderful word compromise compromise is is a big thing in relationships but also i think that you should be able to will like you should be willing to work on something if it's something that you can work on uh, 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 you should like be willing- someone's come to you oh i'm a bit upset that you're not six foot five 
how the fuck are you going to improve on that, right? Like, come on. Yo, mom, dad. <laughs> you know, your dick isn't big enough. Okay, I'm going to get penis enlargements. Yep, no worry. You know, it's... Some things are just not... Yeah. But also, you shouldn't be getting in a relationship with someone if you're unhappy with something like that. Like, what the fuck? Um, but if someone's coming to you like that, they ain't the person for you. Let's be real here, all right? I'd be fucking them off immediately. Yeah. And you shouldn't have even been in that relationship in general. Because that shit is just... And it happens. That's the thing. It does. I'm not just saying it just because I'm trying to be funny. It happens. And And it's bullshit. And I think it comes from also that's like, in some cases, a start of manipulation. Yeah. And that kind of very, very toxic relationship. And I think it also comes from society yeah, and social media in the same breath. Because what do you see on social media? Oh, You've got to be over six foot. Unrealistic expectations. You've got you to have a rock hard set of abs, right? You've got to have a fucking six inch dick. And, you know, it's, it's, some guys, it's just not realistic, right? And it's, you can't change that. Yeah, like, you know. It's it's one of those things like someone's coming to you and say, "Oh, it's I'd like if you groomed a bit better. You can work on doable. that. You can work on that. Yeah, like wash more. You know, you're not having a shower every day. You know, it's like you know, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. You're not brushing your teeth. Like, come on, come on. Mm. It's it's basic things sometimes that you that the part you should be able to work on with that sort of stuff. You know. Yeah. It's just, but. They're coming to you with bullshit that's not... It's extra. Yeah, it's just not applicable. you just... Superficial. Yeah, superficial is... <laughs> you just can't, like... You can't... One, you're wasting your time and you're putting your mental health at extreme risk because I don't care who you are. If you're staying in that relationship with that sort of shit, your mental health is going to have a steady decline. Yeah. And it is simple as that. And, and it's not saying you need to get out of that relationship to stop that decline. Yeah. You just need to say something in the appropriate way for you to address the issues. Yeah. And I'm not going to give advice on how to say that, but I think that uh, you, you, I think you're just going to have to sort of figure it out in your own way, but it's just got to be in a non-toxic manner. Yeah. Um, and be able to come across with good communication and be able to put all of your opinions and beliefs on the table and where you stand. Mm. And I think as well, if if you're completely lost, there's nothing wrong but with asking for professional help. 100%. I'm a big believer in professional help. Toxic, toxic masculinity. Masculinity, yeah. That's the word. Don't let it get in the way. No. No, 100%. I mean, you can ask your friends and whatnot, but realistically, your friends aren't professionals. Um, yeah. It, and if it's if it's something that needs professional, you know, uh, a professional opinion, ask the professional. Don't worry about what your friends are saying, even though that's peer pressure and, you know, you want to listen to them as much as you want. As much as you, you know, but sometimes you just got to step back and be like, okay, 
And I think... You, I respect your opinion, but I think I need professional... Yeah, because I think you need to realise that your friends are always going to be biased. 100%. Whether that's knowingly or unknowingly, there's always going to be some sort of bias. There. Some sort of bias. I mean, they can be a lot... Like, I mean, they can be they can be real with you, but also to a smaller extent, there's still going to be a little bit of bias because they're always going to want you to win, King. Right? Yeah. King well, or Queen. Right. And how many times are in a relationship have you seen there's two people where there's a difference of opinion, one side of the friends is saying one thing that's on one side of the spectrum and pushing that person further towards that side yeah. and the opposite things happening at the other end. And then the and big, the big glitch in the middle yep. <laughs> becomes a very apparent. So And it's, it's like, yeah, because you are the only one directly communicating with that other party that knows what their actual opinion and point of view is. Yeah. But when you tell people around you, you're going to admit, admit certain pieces of information. Yeah. And that's where if you're... So let's say if you got marriage, you're in a marriage, um, and you go to marriage counselling, there's going to be the mediator in the middle where two sides can tell their story. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's important because I think that no matter who you are, you're going to go... If you're, if you're talking to your mate about, oh, she's doing this, she's doing that, you're not really going to come in with... The positives from her side, you're always going to go heavy on the negatives. Yeah. And that's just how it is, I feel. Um, mm. And you're not going to come in with, oh, but, you know, she does this, she does that too, you know. You're yeah. not going to come with her side of the story because you don't fully know everything. Yeah. You're going to come with the negatives and then your friend is going to judge the situation on what you're telling them. Mm. And then, of course, they're going to be, oh, no, break up with her, bro. Preferential bias. Actually, it's not preferential bias. I'm trying to think of the actual type of bias. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, it's just... And, and what you were saying kind of goes back to the business side, hmm. where you need to actually take a step back, and if there's a reason they won't do something, think about why. And if you can't think of a solid reason, it's, it's okay to say, educate me. Because hmm. I think if I go back to my relationship at the beginning of the year with this person, mm -hmm. they had a very, very difficult medical condition. Um, and the first thing I said was, can you educate me on what this is and how it affects you? So yeah. I understand, you know, if you're if you don't respond to me for two days because X, Y, Z has happened, what that means. Yeah. And whether, you know, you're in serious danger and I need to come, like, I need to call your mum. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, you needing space. Yeah, 100%. And I think that was the only thing you sort of could have done and should have done. So yeah, be educated because it's so much harder not being educated and being, like, left in the dark and then sort of playing guessing games and then that's where your overthinking yeah. comes in and then you're like, oh, well, she's just not talking to me because, you know, she, mm. you know. Mm. But then then insecurity seeps in and it's just, again, a sudden decline. <laughs> Down but, the spiral. That, but that all comes from a lack of communication. And that's basically 
It all comes back to communication. It's funny how that works, eh? Yeah. Communication and awareness. Mm. You'll be able to be self-aware. Yeah. I think that self-awareness is very, very difficult to actually master because it changes in so many different circumstances as well. Mm, 100%. Like, like, you should be able to see your... Like, you should be able to step back and say, oh, okay, I'm in this situation and I'm saying this. Um, but you should be able to see the positives and the negatives of what you're saying and your position. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, opinions like assholes. Everyone has one. Sometimes they stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> like, and just because... Don't no, be about some stinky assholes, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, and just because it's like that one opinion stinks doesn't mean that that defines the person. Yeah. I mean, you can't judge a person on them. Like, one opinion. I yeah. mean... Especially if, like, I think one of my... I, I think I'm proud about myself is I understand that if I have an opinion and someone doesn't agree with it, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to disagree. Okay. It's a, agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, like, you're not going to get very far in life if you just disagree with everybody else's opinion because you think you're right in every single aspect of everything. Because yeah. I'm sorry, but... You can't be right 100% of the time, right? And I think what some, a lot of the most meaningful conversations actually come from where people have differing opinions mm. and try and justify their side of the story to each other. Yeah. That's where, like, if you've ever done any sort of philosophy study at school or debating or anything like that... Yes, it's... It's actually quite interesting not, like, seeing the arguments people can come up with and mm. understanding that there are a million different ways to look at a statement. Or a belief, or anything. And it's inter- interesting to see how they combat your arguments. Yeah. And come up with um, evidence and backup to back up their opinion against your opinion, if that makes sense. So I think I find that interesting. We should do a debate about that. I don't think <laughs> I have the mental capacity at the moment. I was say, you know, I'll smoke you. All right, then, buddy. <laughs> Let's agree to disagree on that. Yeah, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> but no, uh, I think it's pretty much all we want to touch on. Yeah, I think that um, we'll go into our what are we going to call this? Miss Miss? It's not a mystery artist. It's it's just some dude you're obsessed with that he's not. I'm not about. obsessed with. Okay, let's calm down. I think that he just needs a little bit more. I feel like he's a very talented artist that hasn't got the right recognition that he deserves as of yet. Definitely very talented. Definitely produced some amazing songs that fit into several different genres. 100%. And can please several different types of people. Yep. And I... I've only found him this year, but damn, he was on my top three Spotify rats. so... Shut up. <laughs> but no one's taking that J. Cole top spot, right? <laughs> Alright, so this artist um, goes by the name of Kings. Um, Kingdom Chapel Wilson is his uh, actual name, but um, goes by Kings. Um, a New Zealand rapper, singer-songwriter. Um, he produces under his self-run label, which is interesting because... Not a lot of artists that do that these days. It's very hard to be self. 100%. It is a lot harder. I mean, you've got 
You got a few. I mean, I I know that Joiner Joiner Lucas Chance Chance the rapper. Tory Lanez did it this year. He's been solo this year. Yeah. Um. There's a bunch more, but. Did Wayne always? Uh, he started that later, didn't he? I think so. He was originally with like. Uh, I think like... I think a lot of the artists these days started, but then they left to create their own, mm. and now they're signing artists, which is which is cool. Um. Which uh, so his his label is called uh, Archangel Records, um, which was created in two thousand eighteen. Love the vibe, Kings Archangel. Yeah, Ch- yeah, Chapel. Yeah, um, he broke the uh the record of longest running number one single in twenty seventeen for his song "Don't Worry About It." Um, well, I, don't I, worry about it. Um, just gonna, gonna I, I assume that's in New Zealand. I'm guessing so. I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Native. Um, in New Zealand. Yeah. Um. He's currently got four albums released. Um, I'm, I'm just guessing he's coming out with some new ones soon. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, uh, he did drop a new single. He did. London Tokyo. Yes, and I do fuck with that song. It's good. It is a good song. Um, uh, he also, which is uh, interesting enough... He got artist of the uh, breakthrough artist of the year um, in 2016 at the Vodafone New Zealand Music Awards, as well as best Pacific male artist and best urban artist, uh, best producer, as well mm. at the Vodafone Pacific Music Awards, which is very impressive, I, I will say, um, for for a new, let's just say a newer artist. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm glad that he's got the recognition of, you know, his hometown home crowd um he's also nominated for best solo artist for um his ep um which is also pretty cool um which was at the 2017 music uh new zealand music awards yeah i think as well like it's very very difficult to break into the international music scene coming from Australia and New Zealand. And oh, 100%. Outside of, you know, UK and those top countries. Just because of, I think it's it comes back to networking opportunities and mm. just... Coming from a smaller... Demographic. Yeah. And it's always going to be harder. Mm. Um, he's currently most popular songs on Spotify, Six Figures. Excellent song. That, that's it's very very different to some of his other stuff. Mm. Like six figures, I heard. I remember listening to that back in high school, and that's the only King song I knew. Yeah, because it's it's a lot more mainstream. Um, and I think the second song that you listened to that I introduced you with was "Help Me Out." Absolutely, absolutely beautiful song. song. I love in the shower too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, pro tip guys, cry in the shower. No one can see the tears. <laughs> It's all water. Um, How to escape toxic masculinity. (laughs) But I think that he deserves a bucket of recognition because he's extremely talented. Yeah. I fuck with all of his songs that I've heard, so... It's very, very difficult to do. Like, I've listened to... um, all of the rap list album 
Yeah. Um, and I don't think there is one song on there that is bad. Yeah, it's like a no skip. Yeah. I, I could literally listen to that album, every single song. Yeah. And I do. They're all in my playlist, so... Actually, one album that I completely flew under the radar for me is Lil Kana. Mm. Um, probably, you probably know some of his mainstream songs. Um, like, it was on FIFA soundtrack, like, but his new album is very, very, um, like, for me, it's been on repeat. No, <laughs> no skips. No um, skips. Let's, let's check it out. What do we got? Helps if I can actually press red buttons. I feel like um, the no skips come at the start, but also once you've heard them a lot, I mean, that's when you, that's when you become, that's when you have your real, like, oh, okay, I've heard that. Yeah. Okay. Skip it. But at the start, I think no skips is, it's a good, good segue to it. You know? Is there, is there an album that you can listen to that you've listened to 60 times, like 60 times and can still go no skip? I don't think a full album. I don't think a full album. I think Marvin, that Marvin's Room Drake. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not the biggest Drake fan to be honest. Um, but he's got some obviously extremely, extremely, extremely talented. Um, got some absolute banging songs. But I don't know. I I just Do feel I say Marvin. I take care. Oh. I didn't even realistically. Yeah, you're a big Drake fan. Yeah, you know, I'm just like okay, <laughs> you know, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I was just gonna nod. Right. Um, I just feel like I don't think there's a full album that I can just not skip. I definitely certain songs, never skip, never skip. But I think you can. I can have majority of some albums. I don't think full album. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a perfect album, alright? I don't think there's a perfect album. Alright. Challenge accepted. Well, I mean, it's a challenge for all the artists out there to change my fucking mind, alright? Actually, we still haven't listened to um, Metro Boomin's Start to Finish yet. That's true. And I, I am super excited because Niagara Falls finally dropped and that has been leaked for so long. <laughs> Well, Astro World. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm 99 central. That came. That was leaked before Astro World, which is like Travis, years and years Travis and 21 on a song together as well. Oh, I mean, you can't. Yeah, can't can't beat that. Sometimes you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the the closest album that I come to that I don't skip is the off season, but by J Cole. But I feel like. Also, over time, I mean, it was only released last year. I mean, end of, oh, it's, become, it's nearly 2023, so, I mean, nearly two years now. But um, I think it's that's the one that sort of. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. If you want, I think if you want to broaden your music taste, we're listening. Your grandmother was playing me some old songs, mm. uh, but a lot of them were coming up that she was playing from the Fallout soundtracks. Mm. If you play video games, you probably play Fallout. Uh, I mean, I I was listening to some of them, and I was like, "Oh, I know that song." I know, yeah, I know that song. Like if you if you want to just try out some old classical music, just listen to the Fallout soundtracks for whatever reason. I love Fallout. 
they just pick some really, really good songs that just are really catchy and upbeat enough that it's still like, because I get bored very easily listening to music if it's too slow tempo. But I thought, I feel like Fallout also, like all the old classical songs fit the Fallout vibe because it, it is that. Maybe we're just being biased with nostalgia. I love Fallout 4. I mean, that's my favorite game of all time at the, at, in current time. Um, but I, I have so many hours on that game. I've completed it so many times. So I, I just feel like just a mm, great, great way to experience yourself with other sort of music as well because you can't go wrong with classics. Yeah. No, well, I think I feel leave it there for this week. I am. I think we've touched on quite a bit this week, actually. So, self confidence, communicate. A lot of communication. A lot on communication. Use your words. Be a big boy. Put your big boy pants on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. You can always improve on something. And and don't be afraid to speak your mind as long as you do it in a respectful way. In a, yeah. In a, in a non toxic way. Yeah. So, all right. Positive life. Well, yeah. Alrighty, Feel free well. to share uh, share your opinions with us. Check us out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Website launching soon, and um, we really want to start pushing into supporting education for mental health. Yes. Because prevention is always better than treatment, yeah. in my opinion. Alrighty, yeah. we'll see you next week. Adios, mi amigos. Adios. <laughs>